0: Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything, Mr. Curiosity. All righty, folks, Mr. Curiosity has arrived. Joe Snedeker, and I have an insider today. It's the great Nikki Cries of WNEP. How you doing, Hi. girlfriend?
1: How's it going? I'm happy f- to be here.
0: Now, the first thing I want to say is before we even begin, your name sounds fake. I'm sure you hear that all the time you got a fake name that's a there's no way your parents were cries last name what's that all about
1: it's not fake and my dad told me if you ever change your name i'll be really hurt now what do if you, you mean you ever why? change it
0: <laughs> cuz he said
1: Cause I know he's like, well, I know a lot of TV people change their names, right. and if you ever, cause cries, I used to get made fun of. Oh, Nikki cries herself to sleep. Yes, but he said yes. if you, if you ever change it so it's not Nikki cries, I'll be really, I'll be really hurt. But it's, I mean, it's, I'm German. We're from Yugoslavia, so it's from that neck of the woods.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have to admit, and. Uh, don't take this the wrong way and i'm sure you've heard it before it sounds almost like an exotic dancer name it almost <laughs> sounds like maybe a uh, 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 a film star name in the uh, in the in the dark alleys you know what i mean Nikki cry well, who
1: knows i mean <laughs> previous life
0: <laughs> uh it just sounds like a celebrity hollywood name or uh, a, an exotic i name love that name, but So on your birth certificate, does it say Nikki cries?
1: It says Nikki because my mom didn't like the name Nicole.
0: Oh, okay. But I always,
1: yeah, I always end up answering to the name Nicole because when I was in school, none of my teachers, everybody thought I was Nicole.
0: So you heard this your whole life though, that it sounds like too, too, too made up, too Hollywood, too, too, too contrived. Nikki cries.
1: I did. Nikki cries.
0: (laughs) What about your dad? What's his first name? I want to see how that works for him.
1: So my dad was Stephen.
0: Steve cries. See, that kind of works. Stephen cries.
1: Yeah. My sister's Julie.
0: Julie cries. I'm trying to think what, what would work better with cries? Not that Nikki doesn't work. Nikki is perfect with cries. It just flows, but it sounds too Hollywood and fake. I'm trying to think how about uh, Chrissy cries. You know what I mean? Chrissy (laughs)
1: cries. (laughs) Chrissy cries. Yeah, I'm sure with that, you know, with that
0: that name, though, you're right. Kids are ruthless in elementary and middle school. So my middle name is Milo. I got criticized for that my whole life. Milo, Milo, Milo. Now I like it and I embrace it. I love it. But anything that they can attack when you're in elementary school or middle school, they're going to do. So you got all the cries abuse, right?
1: I did. I always wondered how Milo came about. I didn't realize it was your middle name.
0: Yeah, my dad was Milo and his dad was Milo. And I think they realized by the 60s when I was born that it's a bad name. So they just jammed it in the middle. They hit <laughs> it in the middle. They hit it in the middle <laughs> and they went with safe Joe. But yeah, that's my middle name. <laughs> but anyway, so you got, yeah. Nick, oh, go cry, girl cries. Nikki, cry, cry yourself to sleep. Cry, baby. Cry, cry, yeah. cry. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's okay, yeah. I've heard it all.
0: It made you, it, a, all. it made you, I'm a, over it. It made you a better, bolder person.
1: It did. I'm over it.
0: <laughs> I love it. So where are you even from? Where, what hospital were you popped out of
1: the Reading hospital?
0: Oh, me
1: and Scott Schaefer from Reading. I'm from right outside of Reading. I went to Muhlenberg high school.
0: So actually you probably knew of channel 16, but that's right on the fringe. There's no WNEP coming in there. Correct.
1: No, there's not. We always got the Philly news.
0: Right. And were you in touch with the WNEP, like a Northeastern PA? What did you think of growing up? What's Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, WNEP, the Northeast? Did you have any preconceptions of all that or no?
1: Honestly, I never even heard of it. (laughs) (laughs) Until I moved out this way. Until I actually, until I moved to Hazleton, that was the first time I heard of WNEP. Get
0: out of here. What a ripoff. My God. I, I can tell you stations in your area, WGAL, Lancaster. I can, <laughs> uh, you know, I can <laughs> mention Philly station. So I know your area. How dare you not know our area? I, I know. know.
1: Sheltered, right?
0: No, I'm just kidding. So what, uh, how about the parents? So you're born outside, What? what is the town you were born in or where did you grow up?
1: So You're I grew ready? up right outside of Redding, okay. Muhlenberg. Um, you know, it's a, ni- it's a nice area, Berks County, okay. a lot different from where I am now, Union County. I think there's a lot more going on in Berks County.
0: Public school? But
1: public school, yeah. Um, I graduated, I think, 164. That right. was my class.
0: I mean, that's borderline big. That's getting up there, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I'm trying to think if you had your assortment of jocks and cheerleaders and in and, and nerds and band people and mean girls and cool girls, I'm trying to think you probably I'm guessing you kind of floated in the middle of all that. You didn't really stick out in any one uh, genre. Am I
1: correct? Bingo. Yeah, I, really, <laughs> I was a floater. I, really, I'm a floater. I really didn't fit in anywhere. I was, so was kind I. of right in the middle of everybody. I'm
0: with you. Floater's a good place to be. I was a floater yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not overly athletic. Not o- Not overly anything.
0: I don't see you as a mean girl. You don't even have that possibility. No. No.
1: I wasn't a mean girl.
0: You couldn't uh, squish like a ice cream sandwich in some uh, girl's <laughs> head and laugh at her. You, you're not capable of that, right?
1: Accidentally, Dumping soup in someone's lap at the lunch table. <laughs> no, that wasn't me. <laughs> so, Not quite.
0: So, when you were, uh, what we, may I ask what your uh, parents did for a living and how many siblings you have, or are we eating too deep now?
1: No, that's fine. So, I come from a working class family. Okay. My dad worked in a factory, he okay. uh, did bar finishing, and my mom worked in retail. And now my mom is retired and she takes care of um, she takes care of a woman on the side. She, you know, an, an elderly woman. She takes care right. of her. Well, that's, and my, that's good. Yeah. So and I have one sister. She's younger. She's a couple years younger. She actually lives in Canada.
0: Whoa, that's cool. I mean, that's bizarre right there to get up and leave the country. Come on.
1: Yeah. She's an osteopath.
0: Oh, excellent.
1: Don't ask me to explain that.
0: <laughs> oh, like, like bone specialist?
1: Yeah, kind of like a chiropractor, but different.
0: Right. Okay. And were you uh, bossy to your younger sister growing up? You were the bossy older sister or no?
1: I was. <laughs> <laughs> you say I, I like to be in charge. <laughs> I, I like to be in charge. I like, I know what I want. <laughs> I'm you very are, blunt. Huh? I'm very forward.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So you're the bossy, older son. I hate to tell you this, but your dad wanted at least one son. You think, maybe? And he got two girls on his side there. That's all right.
1: Well, they thought I was going to be a boy. Okay. And they had a name picked out. It was supposed to be Eric.
0: Oh, the name and everything.
1: Prize. So, (laughs) But yeah, so he probably did want a boy well that's but like okay.
0: that's like the unstated secret uh f- for all f- for most guys like you know but then when you have the girls you're like nah i don't need a boy because i have a daughter and she's the best so uh yeah don't don't th- i was just kidding around it's great no, having it's- two girls i love it and you guys fought and you pulled each other's hair and you hated the way she dressed and she hated the way you dressed and you try to change uh you know exchange each other's clothes that didn't work you tried to listen to the same music that didn't work you hated each other admit it
1: we did but now we're <laughs> so close oh yeah
0: that's good great, <laughs>
1: which is great so that's I, think, good.
0: I think it's easier with two brothers because we just like uh, beat each other up and then you forget about it in two minutes and you really don't care about much but the uh, girls it's a little different right
1: it is a little different <laughs> with girls especially girls who are so close in age
0: yeah Now, when you were growing up in that area, was Cabela's there? Because the only way I go to your area is to go to Cabela's. It's like a tourist attraction. That's kind of a new feature, though, correct?
1: It came later in life, probably when I was in college.
0: Oh, so you missed the whole Cabela's uh, 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 tourist attraction, right?
1: I think when I was interning at uh, WFMZ in Allentown, I think that's when it opened. Or, th- oh. I th- you know, I could be totally off base with that. I have n- you know, I don't, no, know. I, I don't remember. Don't quote me on that. I don't remember. No, we're but just. I remember going there on a shoot one day and I don't remember if it was for the grand opening.
0: How far is that from your house that you grew up in? Within Cabela's? 10, yeah, within 10 miles, like pretty close or no? Close
1: yeah, close. it was. it's about 15 minutes.
0: Wow. All right. So you, if I ever need any uh, supplies outdoors, I'm going to say, could you pick this up for me? I going to hold it. <laughs> that's okay for you yeah I love it what a lot of folks may not realize about our relationship is those of you who work in the western counties uh, and we'll get to this later it's almost like you're detached from WNEP because our central location is in music and we never see each other I see you maybe once a year if that so it's not like we're these friendly colleagues you and I we know each other only in a distant colleague way right it's weird
1: and people are constantly saying, "Tell Joe this, tell Joe that," and I'm oh, like, are they? <laughs> "I never see Joe. I, I know, never they don't, talk to Joe. They don't get and that, people, right? Yeah, people don't get it. I know. People don't yeah. get it.
0: And you guys used to be at the mall, and now where are you shoved? What, what's the deal? You have a new office somewhere? What's going on?
1: Our office is our car.
0: Oh, see how that? And that's just in the last few months, right? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, we'll yeah. get to that later. Our we'll get to that is our later. Car.
1: Okay. <laughs> we'll get to that later.
0: I got to stay on an arc, or I or I get off course. I'm Mr. Tangential. We go off
1: topic too. Much. Yeah.
0: All right. So so you're in elementary school. You got a, a funny last name. You got a sister. You got loving parents. <laughs> uh, no, I mean that with all due respect. No, uh, I know, I know. And all right, w- when you were like uh, nine, ten, eleven, are you are you are you talking into your 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 brush? You're trying to be an actress. You want to be an anchor. When did that hit?
1: So when I was in sixth grade, I was doing the morning announcements in middle school. Okay. We had an AV club and I really enjoyed that. And I thought, you know, this is what I'm going to do. And then I found out you can actually get paid for this for a living. (laughs) So then I just kept doing the morning announcements in middle school, high school. I did a little interview segment in high school. And then I went to college and I did it in college too.
0: So you're one of those lucky people. You pretty much knew when you were a junior, senior in high school, like this is what I'm going to go into, correct? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. And did you embrace it when you did go to uh, college? Were you like uh, loving those courses, taking in the information, uh, glowing off of the information, just excited by
1: it? I did. And I did the TV station when I was in college. I went to Shippensburg University, but then- after I graduated from college, it was weird because I said, mm, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa. we can't miss those college years. What do you like? In college? <laughs> are, you, are you part? I mean, Chippensburg actually within what uh, an hour drive of where you grew up. Right. Did you commute? What's the deal with that?
1: It was two hours. So oh, two kind hours. Of okay. Perfect... A little farther
0: than I thought. Okay. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. So I, well, I lived on campus. It was that perfect distance that my parents couldn't just drop in whenever they wanted to, yeah. yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. I could go home if I really needed to. <laughs> so it was, you know, two hours is a good distance.
0: So did you cry that first month at college? You missed home. You hated your dorm roommate. You hated the bed. You hated the cinder block walls. It was too stressful, too much to handle. You cried. Nikki cried, oh my became gosh. the crier.
1: Nikki cries, just cried every day. Yeah, so I you caught. did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <laughs> oh, you did it then, or did you? I don't know. No,
1: no. Oh you, loved, oh, you loved it? I loved it. I loved every second of it. It was the best time of my life. Get
0: out! really?
1: Yeah. I wish I could go back to it. I live well, I live in Lewisburg right now, and I see the kids at Bucknell University, and I feel they make me feel so old, but I'm thinking, ah, I wish I was them right now.
0: <laughs> There's a movie called The Breakaway, I believe, and it's a college town. And there are these guys who work in a factory and kind of have dead-end jobs, they're cyclists, so I know that. And it's kind of poignant and sad. They say they keep getting older, but everyone else stays young is, forever because young it, was a, forever. it was a college town and there's always 20 year olds, but yet they get older. So that's one of those weird paradoxes of growing up in that area. I know what you mean. Yeah. You and get older, but no one else does because they get a fresh new supply of young people in these college towns. It's awkward. Yep. It is awkward, but you still look young and fantastic. So uh, well, thank you. Are you woman enough to say your age or you don't want to? No, I shouldn't I have asked. Wait, I'm going to get the bell. Please. Here it is. That means shut up, Snedeker. <laughs> shut, shut up. Say it. Shut up, Snedeker. Just say it.
1: I will say I'm in my late 30s. Oh,
0: I didn't know that. Wow. So mm. you look fantastic. Late 30s is a good place to be. You could be a senior citizen like me, 55.
1: Well, I think I'm I, I'm probably the oldest reporter
0: at WNEP right now. Whoa, 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 whoa. So when you say reporter, you're talking about someone who does no anchoring, just reporting. This is an interesting topic. You might be the oldest.
1: I think I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> does that does that wait? Does that mean that a lot of reporters usually work up to then becoming an anchor or or you know, why don't they age? Why aren't there these older reporters at WNDP? Do they go somewhere else or do they then move into anchoring? What's what's your theory there?
1: I guess. I mean, I guess (laughs) they move on. They they go to anchor. I mean, I like reporting though.
0: You don't feel stagnant in any way.
1: Sometimes I do.
0: Yeah. That's the that's life, baby. That's life. There's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. But again, I'm getting ahead of my own curve. So when you were in college, uh did everything go smoothly? You took your journalism courses, you took your comp courses, your writing courses, you felt great about it. You're ready to conquer the world.
1: Yeah. Everything went smoothly. I, I did great. I, I don't remember what my grade point average was, but it was good. So
0: do you, are I you read, one of those you, you want to speak in front of crowds? Like when I took speech, I hated that class in college. I like, just, I don't want to talk in front of everyone. Leave me alone. I want to keep to myself. I'm kind of an introvert, believe it or not. So were you just bursting forward with all those courses that you wanted to be in front of people and you loved it?
1: You're yeah, a I did. No, I I I did like it. I mean, I will say speaking in front of cra- a crowd is a lot different than speaking on camera. Right. Because on camera, you're not... You don't have people right in front of you. Well, you know that. But speaking in front of a, an audience is so different. I, li- I, I do like speaking in front of a crowd, though. But yeah, I, I embraced all of my classes. I really liked them. But then when I graduated, I just thought... <laughs> I, I don't know if I want to do this. <laughs> so
0: it was that's so bizarre after you got what you wanted. And then you're like, I don't know. If yeah. I want it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking, well, now I have to apply for jobs. And I... <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, um, is, is, when you were in college, I know because I teach at the university, Marywood, do, what was your science elective? Do you remember what course you took for the science elective?
1: science
0: you had to take a science or math elective you have to do it sometimes two classes sometimes a lab I mean come on this is my field girlfriend this is what I do I want to know what your science elective was whatever you answer I'm going to judge you by she can't even remember it must not have been influential in your life (laughs) (laughs) come on was it biology anatomy astronomy geology I had to take a science elective you can't get out of college without your science electives. And I folks, I have her been, stunned. She can't think of what it was. I love it. I,
1: you know, Maybe it, it might have been biology. Class? It oh, might have been biology. Yeah,
0: probably some intro biology
1: class. Yeah. It?
0: Do you want like, to talk with about the, the math?
1: The math, four though, it, it would have been some kind of intro math. Yeah. And because I, I hated math.
0: You hated math.
1: I did hate math.
0: What's the quadratic the only, equation?
1: Uh. i i minored in speech and i was a couple of credits short of minoring in german
0: oh okay so you're a language arts girl you're a language arts expert yes but yet when you get out of college you're like oh now what did you think radio tv Writing, period, periodicals, internet work, website development. I mean, what what, what were you thinking with this degree? What...
1: Well, I wanted to be a reporter. Oh, so that's okay. all yeah. I ever really wanted to be. But then I thought, you know what? Maybe I don't. Maybe I'm just going to take a few months off and just live at home. So you did and... that. You
0: came back home to your parents. Your dad, he's yeah. making. Your dad, he's making bar finishes. Your mom, she's still working retail. And there you are, wanting to go back in your old bedroom.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And I was, and I was, well, I was working at Red Lobster at the time, waitressing, making a ton of money living at home.
0: Stop right there. So, how far is Red Lobster from the house you grew up in? That's you you go back home after college, and there's a local rev five minutes. Yeah. And b- b- But when you were a senior in high school, and I'm sorry, when you were a senior in college, were you sending out those resumes and not getting responses? Were you applying to all these jobs and not getting anything? Or did you oh, come home and like, oh, yeah, I guess now I have to get a job. Oh, what the heck? I'll go to Red Lobster. I don't understand how that happened.
1: I don't either. Looking back on it. <laughs> I, I think I think it was a little bit of laziness
0: oh, because I, I had friends
1: applying and I'm thinking, should I be applying right now? I really don't want to. I really don't feel like it. And then I moved back home and I was like, oh, I have these resumes because that was when we had our resumes on DVDs. Yeah. Oh, no, on VHS tapes, too. Oh, you had to mail them out. Whoa. And then um, I, I just I just didn't do it.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, now um, I'm losing respect for you. Ah!
1: <laughs> no, but well, you what I'm saying,
0: I, I guess did what I'm back. saying is when I was a senior in college, I was getting panic attacks. I'm like, I got to get a job. I better apply here. I better send this. Now I wasn't really getting panic attacks. But my point is I was very aggressive. And now with my kids who are just getting out of college, I told them the same thing. Your senior year, you're packing stuff out. You're applying. You're going to the college uh, you know, department that handles prospective job applicants and gets you careers, do it, do it, do it, push it, push it, push it. And here you are coming home and just, oh, I don't know what's next. Maybe I'll yeah, apply, maybe I'll just suck off the parents. Come on,
1: you know what, though? I will say I don't regret doing that because when I moved back home and I stayed home, I think it was like two years that I did that. I met at Red Lobster and I worked at a clothing store, I met some of my best friends to this day. And yes, being a waitress, working retail, I met some of my closest friends. We went out all the time. I was just living, you know, like a young 20 something year old. And I just enjoyed life those couple of years. And then I, I don't, I saw an ad on Craigslist for a small, for a cable station in Hazleton. Whoa. And
0: then this I was This is thinking, while you're on break at Red Lobster, maybe? Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> probably. And I'm thinking it was probably after a really bad day at Red Lobster. And I'm thinking, you know what, Nikki, suck it up. You need to get a TV job. Well, I, and, I was
0: going to say, no offense to Red Lobster. But when you were there for those that year to two years, the whole time you weren't thinking, I'm going to make a career out of this. You knew. No,
1: was- I wasn't. I well, wasn't. I always had it in the back of my head that I was going to be, you know, going into TV at some point, but, it, but by that point, the yeah, you're time 23,
0: just yeah, let it go. Right. I understand. Yeah, right? You and got, I was thinking- you, you're living at home. You're getting your laundry done. You're getting free meals. You're making $300 in tips a night. I can understand yeah. the
1: excitement. Exactly. Not paying rent. It was great. So then, but I saw this ad on Craigslist and I thought, okay, I'm going to apply for this job. And I got the job at a cable station in Hazleton, News 13. And it was part-time at nights and it was, um, it was not much money at all. And I commuted an hour and a half, a couple nights a week. And I was thinking, wow, Nikki, what are you doing? You're covering these city council meetings. You have no idea what's going on. And
0: (laughs) so, so I mean, we we all know that that's a a kind of a starter station. Um, But when you compare that to WNEP, was it really just uh, a simplistic, a watered down version of of now your career, or was it? I mean, very few limited viewers. (laughs) limited coverage, limited scope, smaller crew, smaller facilities, smaller equipment. Yeah, yeah. But but did you you at least get, were your passions ignited when you were there? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, everything came back at that point. And I was thinking, wow, this is what I really need to be doing. This is what I really want to be doing. And I'm really glad that I did that. Oh, that's excellent. I quit Red Lobster. (laughs)
0: oh so even though you were only part-time what made you quit red lobster do they offer you full time
1: well it was hard to work both jobs because the tv station was at night and red lobster was also at night
0: oh so you had to make a choice you're like i gotta i gotta i either gotta give up those tips and dive into my future career or stay here in the money and go nowhere
1: so the money went from like here to here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, before we talk about that change, what's it, what's it, give me some annoying waitress stories. Like, and, and I don't want to get too nosy, although I do, Ugh. what kind of money is a good night at Red Lobster? If you you make two, $300 in tips, is that realistic?
1: I mean, there were times where I'd make $200 in tips. Wow. That is
0: pretty good. I mean, you give pocket a thousand dollars a week in tips if you do it right.
1: They had this thing called Lobster Fest right. and the the meals would be, I mean, they have really expensive meals. So someone, I mean, I could end up getting like $50 in tips from a table when there would be Lobster Fest going on. I'd make hundreds of dollars a night. This was pre pandemic, of course.
0: Right. That's and, pretty good.
1: But now I kind of BS'd my way through working at Red Lobster because I don't eat seafood. And <laughs> Say B would say, "Oh, how's this? Oh, it's wonderful." <laughs> and what? And then liar, people, liar,
0: liar, I know. liar.
1: And then people would at Red Lobster sometimes they would say, "Oh, can you crack my crab legs for me?" Like to the waitress, and I would that? say, "No, I'm allergic to shellfish. I can't oh, do good,
0: that." Good comeback. So,
1: <laughs> and then I'm not allergic to shellfish, so I don't know. I but know. I
0: but but it was a good experience overall huh
1: it was it was can't you dealing with um, all kinds of
0: people is it i I don't know because whenever i'm at a restaurant i try my hardest to be least annoying to the waiter or waitress there's nothing worse than someone who gives the waiter a hard time and they want to be treated like a king or a queen i hate that like oh this was i only want seven ice cubes and you gave me 12 or this lobster dish is a little cool. like, stop it. I used to I go in. I don't complain. I try to make it as easy as possible. Are most people in the middle or are there are a lot of annoying people or what's the deal with that?
1: Most people were like that. But they like, are like
0: what, complainers? With-
1: no, not complainers. Oh, okay. But there'd be people and we would recognize these people who would come in <laughs> and we would and they would come in and they would find something wrong. It could be anything. Yes. And then and they'd get a free meal. And oh they know God. how to work the system.
0: You know, these people and, are in dirt bags.
1: Yes. And then they wouldn't tip.
0: Oh and no. And so it's
1: no one would want to wait on them.
0: But and we think to, and we think Putin is a, a bad person. These people are bad people. <laughs> I mean, who would do that? Who treats other human beings like that? I
1: know. I know. And and if
0: they're at your table, there's nothing you can do. You're like, you just got to go, ah, here we go, right? You can't You got to
1: smile. You got to smile and nod and go on with your night.
0: That had to be tough.
1: It was tough. It was tough.
0: Could we stereotype? Could we stereotype? Um. um, People who are good tippers, bad tippers. Like, is it teenagers who are usually bad tippers? Senior citizens think a dollars a lot when it's not. Who, what's the, is there any generalities there or no? (laughs) You know,
1: sometimes you would think that there were, but then people would just surprise you.
0: Oh yeah. So there's no. And then
1: you could have the nicest people in the world and they'd leave you a bad tip. Or you could have people who you think, oh God, these people, they, you, you would, you would try to stereotype someone, they'd be dressed a certain way and then they'd leave you so much money because oh, wow. maybe they're bartenders somewhere else yeah. and they know how the restaurant business is. So it's like, I, that's why I, I learned so much in the restaurant industry. I've learned really not to judge people based oh, on their see, appearance. What a great,
0: what a great, yeah. What a great yeah. area. That's better than a eight credit, four credit course in college. Right. <laughs> exactly
1: exactly
0: that's excellent but so that lasted two years you're living at home you're you're dipping into the tv career at uh, hazelton and then that takes off or what
1: yeah i mean i worked there for three and a half years
0: that's a long time commuting from home or you get your own apartment how did that work
1: so i lived with a friend for a while in hazelton and then I actually lived at the Genetti for a little bit in a couple nights a week. And then I ended up getting an apartment.
0: So when you were at Hazleton doing the reporting, you knew that was a stepping stone or is there a little part of you that thought, you know what? I stick it out here. I rise to the top. They're going to pay me good. This could be a career. Who knows?
1: No, I knew it was a stepping stone and I got comfortable there. That's why I stayed for three and a half years. I tend to do that. I tend to get comfortable.
0: (laughs) So, so as when you're there, the end of the three and a half years, you're sending out resumes to WNEP, Philadelphia, New York city. I don't know. What are you doing?
1: I sent resumes to stations all over the country. You did. I did. And which it's kind of interesting. I sent resumes all over the country and I got hired at WNEP.
0: So out of all which, those, how many resumes did you send? Honestly, five, 10, 20 or? Probably close to 30. And, and the only response was from WNEP you're saying or no?
1: No, I got other responses, but you know, I will tell you this, geography is not my strong point. Okay. So it's good that I'm at WNEP in Pennsylvania because then I was thinking if I have to learn another state, another, ge- <laughs> if I have to move out of state, because <laughs> I remember, and then I was thinking after I sent out one of my tapes, yeah. I think it was to a station in Wisconsin, I remembered writing something about, it'd be great to work in Mississippi, and <laughs> I'm thinking, that's why these places aren't calling me back, because I don't know where, <laughs> I'm, I don't know my geography, so, <laughs> It's good that I'm at WNEP.
0: You're a storyteller. You're not a exactly. geographer. I get that. All right. Well, so you get the response from WNEP, and at that point, did you still not really know anything about WNEP when you no, get? No, I
1: knew. I knew a lot about WNEP because, because you're
0: working in Hazelton. There's overlap.
1: Yeah, I would see a lot of reporters. I um, I would always see Andy Palumbo. I talked to him a lot, and.
0: That I, son I would, of a gun! I'm sick of hearing about Palumbo in every podcast. What does this guy influence? Every radio and TV I told him I. I
1: told him I'd give him a shout out. But no, I
0: really did. <laughs> I... <laughs> Andy Palumbo, so, Andy Palumbo. So... I'm sick of Andy, Andy Palumbo.
1: Palumbo. Uncle Apal. Yeah. Well, he's but a legend. No, I... He is. He is. He's but a legend. But no, I really did. Um, I saw him all the time, and I, I saw a lot of people, but I. Yeah, he was I, helpful. I,
0: he was helpful for it. He was kind and he helpful and wanted to help. Yeah. Is he, he the was. one that said maybe you should send a resume to WNEP or no?
1: He is. He was. He is. He, yeah.
0: If Andy Palumbo, that. if Andy Palumbo was not on the planet, you and I may not be together at WNP right now. Is that a possibility?
1: That is a possibility.
0: Jeez. Jeez.
1: It's crazy how these things work out.
0: Wow. So he said, why don't you apply and give it a try and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you get a call from our news director. Yeah. Who was it at the time?
1: It was Carl.
0: It was Carl. Okay. And
1: I was his first hire as news director.
0: Whoa. Now, when you sat yeah. down with Carl for the interview, was it uh, like nerve wracking? Was he friendly? Was did you think this is what I need to do? I need to be here. What did it seem like you got it? What were the vibes? Were you thinking about lobsters?
1: (laughs) No (laughs) lobsters. (laughs) It was good vibes. I remember people in the newsroom and I remember talking to people, but I wasn't as nervous and as intimidated as I think I would have been knowing people after I got hired.
0: Oh, because you didn't even know enough to be nervous. Yeah. Right.
1: Because, you know, talking, if that makes any sense.
0: It totally does. Sometimes that's the best way to go into things. Right. You don't even. Yeah. You know, so little about something. You don't know how you should feel. That's beautiful.
1: Right. I recommend that. Yeah. (laughs) So I found out actually it it was a long couple of weeks and he called me and told me I got the job. I actually applied for the Scranton position.
0: Oh, so two, three weeks pass and you're thinking I didn't get it.
1: Yeah. And they they called me and said, we're gonna do a little shuffling around. We're moving our Central Pennsylvania reporter, which was Stacy Lang, we're moving her to Scranton, oh. and we're gonna put you in Central Pennsylvania. Whoa. I said, All right, that's fine. At the mall. Yeah. And you're how far would that, that this... have
0: been from where you were living at the time? Do you remember uh, that? About
1: an hour and a half.
0: Oh, so that's still you're thinking, oh no, do I want to commute? Do I want to have to move again? You're probably thinking No, there
1: was no question. You're gonna move. Yeah. No, oh, okay. They said you're gonna be working with this guy, Tom Durant.
0: He's <laughs> a legend, Bill. I said, here we go, here we go.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I've been working with Tom. And now I for those
0: listening, I- Tom Durant is your photojournalist. This guy is uh he's a he's a he's a good dude. He's he's full of opinions and life. He's <laughs> he's zesty, he's different. He 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 he. What what else? Come on, help me out. He up. is.
1: He's. He is. He has this really tough exterior. Yes. But he is the nicest person I, you will yes, ever meet. Yes, I know. And he has helped me. He's he's helped me with I think two moves, three moves now because I've moved to different apartments since I've been here. He's just he helps me with whatever a I good need. Dude,
0: and he's got he's a great so laugh. Did you do his laugh? He's got a great laugh. <laughs>
1: Kill that me for that <laughs> yeah he's
0: got the no, he's got the best laugh around i i love he does I love yeah he's a good no, very knowledgeable he, man very knowledgeable
1: i man. don't know what i would do without tom he has helped me with so much
0: that's excellent
1: i always tell him he's my best friend and he's just like
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a he's a guy's guy he doesn't want to hear that i feel the same exactly way. he was on a couple of gojo bike rides with me and i so i know his power and his abilities and his knowledge he's a great guy He is. So you've been working where you got that job. That was what year when you were hired at WNEPA?
1: 2011, November.
0: And you're 10 plus years in?
1: I know.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Crazy, right?
0: I think so. That's a long time. You're a veteran. It
1: is. It is.
0: Yeah. But now are you known when all through your area as the Western Counties girl, right? I mean, people see. I think when when you have this division at WNP, like a Western County person, we used to have a Pocono person. They they see you as like theirs, like you're you're our almost like a state rep in government. You're like their <laughs> rep. Like let's go to Nikki because she's ours and she's gonna help us, right?
1: I think some people see me like that. Yeah, they contact me and say, "Can you help us with this?" I think so.
0: So if you were offered, if someone said to you right now, I want you to come to WNEP, move to the Scranton area, be one of our main anchors and leave reporting and you're going to come to the station every day and you're not going to be a Western Counties girl anymore, would you do that?
1: I love reporting, but I mean, if, if you say main anchor, okay. I mean, <laughs> who's going to turn that down?
0: Uh, I don't
1: know who would turn that down.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. So you do kind of maybe yearn for anchoring in the future. Could be in your future.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Are you, are you seeking um, bigger markets or you don't want to say? You I don't, don't know. Say?
1: I mean, I used to always think that I was, but now I'm thinking. That's I overrated.
0: Really,
1: yeah. I really like being here. I, I like the people that I work with. I like the area. So I don't know. I Stay guess never, never say never, but I do really like this area, and I love WNEP.
0: I'm not just saying this either. I feel the same way. Love WNEP. Love the area. Love the people. Love the seasons. Love the topography. Love the attitude. I love everything about it except january and february which i hate winter but everything else
1: i know i know i'm
0: with you this is great and i've been all over the country this is a great area and i'm proud to uh, be a part of it as you are so um here you are uh, what's a typical day for you do you want to tell the people you wake up at what time you comb the hair brush the teeth and you're out the door what happens every day
1: so i wake up probably well i've been getting up a little earlier lately because i just got a peloton so i've been getting up and riding in the mornings so are
0: you on one of those group group rides and there's some guy going come on you can do it come on you can do it come on just 10 more minutes just 10 more minutes you can do this
1: yeah i know that's how they are (laughs)
0: I would just yeah. go click. You're done, sir. But uh, I'm different. Um, so, so you, you get up, you're exercising the Peloton. You know, I just want to say to the Peloton people, the real world is so much better. Give it a try. Get a bike. But It's and too go. cold
1: for the real world right now.
0: I bike all not year you. round. You dress right. You can do it.
1: Okay. And then there's not so, some guy
0: going, come on, you can do
1: it.
0: <laughs> you can listen to a podcast. It's even better.
1: Listen to this one.
0: Yeah. All right. So you're yeah. out, you're exercising, you're up. And then what time are you uh, beginning at WNEP?
1: Well, since we don't have an office to meet at, Tom picks me up in the mornings. So he usually picks me up around 30, 10 o'clock. Right. And then we go about our day. We go wherever our first shoot is.
0: We better, uh, we better educate the public who's listening to this. So for years, since your career started, you we had an office in the Williamsport Mall. Is that what uh, it's yeah called?
1: We, we had an office at the like coming mall? Like
0: coming mall uh, and you were in there. It's a beautiful WNEP rented out room there, and you, you had computers and in 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 hookups and phone yeah. lines, and it was great. And then great
1: office. And then as and then, of just a
0: few months ago.
1: Yeah, we're not in there anymore. Um, I don't know if I can give specifics but we're not there anymore after the pan well with the pandemic right some issues but
0: malls <laughs> changed. their office changed. Every- everything changed yes the world changed so and now I'm, you have-
1: i'm bummed about that because i am a mall person <sighs> i i like being able to shop for everything under one roof i don't i'm not an online shopper as much Nikki, I,
0: I feel the same way. When I go to malls now, the ones that aren't thriving and they're like ghost towns, and there's some guy selling baseball cards there, and what used to be the Chess King is now some homemade <laughs> pine wood facility. It's sad. It's, it's sad. It's almost like when you see a, a a ghost town or images of a town that was thriving and now it's just empty buildings. It's sad. It's sad. It used to be such a great thing. You can spend a whole afternoon there. And I'm not a shopper. It just felt, it felt alive. And now yeah. I know they better come back.
1: I hope so. I feel like in a couple of years, like maybe like 10 years or something, it'll be like, oh, there's this new thing you can shop in person under one <laughs> roof. It's, it's called a mall. You heard it here. That's what's going to happen.
0: I always think that's funny. You bring that up. Cause I, I think of that too. I think of the reverse of the way life happened. What if there was always Amazon, right? And people bought everything online. Uh-huh. And then there was this new concept where you can actually go to a place <laughs> yeah. and see things and touch them and put them on and try them out in a whole building filled with stuff and you can interact with people, they'd be like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. And it would be the new thing.
1: It's going to happen.
0: But now the reverse seems like the new thing. And it's bad. It's bad,
1: bad, bad. It's going to happen.
0: I think so. Unless the future it's going to all be, because I have kids, you know, only in their teens and twenties and everything is online. Their friends are online. Their dates (laughs) are online. Their jobs are online. I know. I know I'm the old guy here, but it's not normal. I know. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so now you're working online because you don't have a physical building to go in. Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're well, just okay. You get car.
0: to do some work at home. You can say you're working and you're really not. You're at home uh, shopping on Amazon.
1: I can watch TV. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and say you're working.
1: <laughs> Yeah. I, I watch a lot of TV.
0: Not while you're working, just so we make Not while I'm working. If the bosses are listening. No, not while she's working on her breaks. All right. So that's your typical day. You get a story, you get Tom Durant, you meet up, you go places, you shoot, you edit, you sit in a car, you come back home, you file stories, you type and write for hours and hours and then boom, it's on the air.
1: That's exactly my day.
0: Yeah. And sometimes these are stories of, of death and destruction. Other times it's, uplift and uh, uh, inspiration, right? You never know what you're going
1: to get. You never know what we're going to do. It's different every day, which is why I love this job. Cause when I can't out- do thing every day.
0: So do you ever think about the lobsters burning in the hot uh, water or no, you know, that's gone from your life.
1: <sighs> I try not to think about it.
0: That's terrible.
1: Yeah. Poor lobsters.
0: Yeah. To stick them in hot water like that. I don't care how how you know cerebrally limited they are? You just don't burn something alive. No,
1: No, did they Scream ever? I didn't go back there for that part because <laughs> I didn't want to hear it's, it. Because they did scream, it's,
0: apparently. It's terrible. I'm telling you. Here's what's gonna. Ha- I'm gonna make another prediction about the future. In another hundred years, people are gonna look at our time as all of us being horrible people for harvesting and killing animals, for treating cows and chickens and fish the way we do. You know why? Because in the future, they're gonna be able to grow meat genetically on scaffolding. And instead of growing an animal and killing it, you're just gonna grow meat and leave the animals alone. And there's not gonna be any pain and suffering. This is a horrible time we live in and I don't like it. But yet I'm the first guy to have a cheeseburger. So I'm a hypocrite. Same. I hate myself.
1: Same. Same. (laughs) I love cheeseburgers, but (laughs) I don't eat
0: lobster. I love cheeseburgers, too. But if someone said go in that field, slit the throat on that cow, cut them up and eat them, I'd be like, no, no, thanks. I'll have some lettuce. But if someone else does it (laughs) and it's just packaged and given to me, I'll eat it. I hate myself. I'm a hypocrite. We're getting okay. off topic. Speaking of animals in your new career, I got to hear about your birds. What's with the bird fascination?
1: So I live in an apartment and I'm not allowed to have dogs. Okay. So did you grow up with have, a dog? I grew up with dogs. We okay. always had labs growing up Ooh, and right. we also had a parakeet. And I said, "Whoa!" You know, stop I'm...
0: right there. So you're growing up and your parents have dogs, but uh-huh. all of a sudden who gets a parakeet? Your mom, your dad, how do you just get a bird? Yeah,
1: just the family got a parakeet.
0: Why? Did one of the kids co- ask for it when you were little or something?
1: Our cousins had a parakeet. So obviously if our older cousins had one, we wanted one too, my sister and I. Got so we it. got so a parakeet.
0: How old were you when your parents got that bird or you got that bird?
1: Like 10 maybe. Okay, so we're young. That influenced your life.
0: Now you got a new Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I was thinking, you know, you know, now nine years ago at this point i was thinking you know i really want some kind of little pet i don't want a fish i'm not a fish person it's great if you are fish aren't real
0: pets they're not
1: yeah so i thought when well, you know i really want a bird so i don't know where to get a bird because <laughs> the ones at the pet store they didn't really look <laughs> i don't know you know what i'm trying to say so i'm trying you to think find of just could
0: capturing one outside or you didn't even consider that
1: I didn't consider that, but now right. that you say it, it's a good idea.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. All right.
1: All right. So I got, I got cinnamon after covering a murder at work.
0: How? Oh, it was left in a scene or something?
1: No, because I was looking for someone who maybe had cockatiels. And you had know, what? I had cockatiels. Oh,
0: cockatiel. Okay. I don't even know what that is.
1: Well, it's the kind of bird that I have.
0: A cockatoo?
1: Cockatiel.
0: That's different from a smaller. So there's a cockatoo and then there's a cockatiel. cockatiel.
1: Yeah, the cockatiels are smaller. They're a little bigger than parakeets. They have the little feathers on their head.
0: (laughs) Okay, this bird talk (laughs) is boring me. Not that you're boring. I don't mean, no, 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 I didn't mean it that way. I mean, I don't like birds, but I like you talking about them. Keep going.
1: So I got, I was at a murder covering a murder for work and um a very nice woman said that we could use her house to use her bathroom because we were out there all day so I was using her bathroom and she had birds so I said where did you get your cockatiels and she said oh there's this lady she has cockatiels so she gave me her number I called the lady and that's how I got cinnamon
0: did she have a bunch of birds yeah was she a crazy bird lady
1: I don't think she was not as crazy as me
0: and then you got this one bird. Yeah. And you fell in love with it immediately? Yes. Now I want here's where I want you to be honest. And this, I, I admit this is my ignorance flowing forth. Okay. Okay. I have a dog jet. Everyone uh-huh. knows dogs are social, they're smart, etc. Um, I've had dogs, I've had cats. Uh
1: just spit it out
0: go could ahead you, could, could, does the, the could you connect with a bird does the bird if you were replaced with me at your house or some other woman or man would the bird even know be honest oh yeah no
1: oh yeah what the birds
0: this bird oh, doesn't god. love you
1: oh my god the birds love well the one
0: it's just it a bird mean-
1: not just a bird, not just a bird. <laughs> they have little feelings and they have little hearts. And they, the one, she doesn't leave my side when she's out of the cage, sugar. She's, I call her my Velcro bird. She's constantly attached to me. And now, if what I if leave, Tom
0: Durant came in there, would the bird be attached to him? No, they wouldn't. It knows no. you as you are its companion.
1: Yeah, they know my voice. They know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't believe. <laughs> I
1: know it sounds silly, but they have feelings. They and have you, their people. They well, they get attached.
0: We, you ever hear of stories of farmers who they raise cows and pigs. They give them names. The kids play with the pigs and everybody knows the end of the story. The cow and the pigs must die. They're harvested. And I'm always surprised when I hear these stories from farmers like, they can raise these animals, become friends with them, especially pigs, which are very intelligent creatures. And then they seem to have not I don't mean to demiss- be demissive, dismissive, but then they have to kill this animal. And, it, and, and I'm like, is that hard for you? And they're like, well, yeah, but it's what you do. You do know what I mean? Isn't it? Yeah. So what if someone said to you, all right, it's time Snedeker going to take that bird and eat it Would that.
1: No, they're pets you don't eat a cockatiel it's not a chicken
0: in a way it is
1: no it's not
0: so totally different well I'm just saying the farmer can raise a a pig and kill it why can't you raise your cockatiel and eat it
1: I could say the same thing about a dog I know I couldn't do it yeah I couldn't do it either I know they're my pets
0: You know what the funny part is? I think this is a scientific fact. In fact, I remember reading it many times that speaking of that pigs are just as smart as dogs, but just because they look ugly and they have a different lifestyle and they roll around and have smushed faces, it's no problem for us humans to do what we do to pigs. But yet if someone did that to a dog, you'd be in jail. Right, It's all cultural because they are equivalent creatures. One we choose to murder and the other one we choose to not, but yet they're the same under the universe's eyes. Why are us humans like this?
1: So what I'm saying is
0: your cockatiel is much like the chicken sandwich that Andy Palumbo is going to have for supper later. Oh
1: my God. No, the birds, they imprint on people and they do. So do chickens. but they get attached. Do, but do, do chickens talk? No.
0: I want you to raise a chicken and see if you can become attached to it.
1: I'll talk to my landlord, see if he'll <laughs> let me.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry for getting off topic. So you have, you have what's this bird's name?
1: Well, I have two. I have cinnamon and sugar.
0: Is sugar just as uh, emotional and caring and connected? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we have to do this experiment for one year. I want you to raise a chicken and see if it'll be happy to see you come home every day and you can put it on your lap and then see if you can make a chicken sandwich out of it at the end of the year.
1: I couldn't do it.
0: No, me neither. I
1: couldn't it's just do a thought. it. It's
0: a thought experiment.
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't know.
0: I couldn't do it to a lobster either.
1: <sighs> but yeah,
0: there you were collecting your two, $300 in uh, tips every night off of the blood of lobster. (laughs) You didn't have any problem doing that, did you?
1: Well, you know.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Nikki, this has been a great conversation. I hope you liked it as much as I did.
1: It's been fun.
0: Are there any final thoughts before we wrap this up?
1: You know what? I think we covered it all.
0: I think we did too. I think you do a great job. I'm a big fan and I appreciate you spending time with us, your listeners and viewers and fans are going to want to hear this and they hope they got to know you a little bit better. And if they okay. need to know anything more, want to contact you, uh, you want to give out your email or anything, if they have a story or a, uh, whatever, are you on Twitter? Are you on Facebook? You're all over the place.
1: Well, I am, you know, I said for my new year's resolution, I am going to post more on social media. You know how many times I posted on social media? How many? Maybe three. I don't Just know. It's not
0: your thing. Just not your thing.
1: I'm so bad at it and I want to be good at it and I'm just not, but I'm going to be better. Right. Okay.
0: Now people Mm want to see your life. I know I'm not a big social media guy either. I wasn't, but they made me at WNEP and now (laughs) I kind of like it because they, their theory is we're public figures and they want to see what we do every day. They want to see our dogs. They want to see what we eat. They want to see where we vacation. Why not? It helps the business.
1: It does. I think I just, I don't know. I said, I'm going to post every day in 2022. Yeah. I think I've posted three times, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, you, but can found, you, you can be found where
1: Nikki cries. W N E P on Facebook. Okay. Uh, I think it's Nikki cries W N E P on Instagram and Twitter. Excellent. Yeah.
0: Is cinnamon nearby you right now? Yes. Let's see that. Get him. Let's see that crazy bird. Here she goes. She's walking down the hall She's entering a new room. She's now showing us the bird. I'm looking at her hair. And there it is, everybody. You can only see this if you watch the YouTube video, but could Cinnamon talk or anything now?
1: Say hi. Say hi to Joe. <laughs> Tell him how pretty he is.
0: I'll, I'll give you this. Cinnamon is a good-looking bird. Could you... <laughs>
1: There's sugar. There's the
0: sugar, too. All right. Cinnamon and sugar. Um, sure, better than having two lobsters on your uh, on your uh, arms, right? Yeah. All right. Cinnamon, sugar, Nikki, thanks for the time.
1: Thanks, Joe.
0: I'm going to end this with a Tom Durant laugh. You want to <laughs> join me? Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out. Thanks, thanks for everything.
1: Joe. Thank
0: you. Bye. Hey. Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything, Mr. Curiosity.